want you to open your Bibles this morning, if you would, to Genesis chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse uh, 26. Genesis, the first chapter, and the 26th verse. Father, I pray like Donnie Moore, praise Lord, help in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. By the way, he's going to be coming in August for a Sunday evening service, so you'll want to be there for that. All right. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So we see that God made man in his image and his likeness in the God class. God is a spirit. And we also are spiritual beings or spirit beings. We do have physical bodies and we also have a mind, a will and emotions of our soul. Paul addressed the church at Thessalonica. He said, the very God of peace sanctify you holy. I pray God your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless until the Lord returns. So this dominion was given to Adam in the beginning. Well, we all know what happened, the fall of man. So that dominion then was taken and it was turned over to the enemy, right? But thank God Jesus came along and restored this dominion to you and to me. He came along and he whipped Satan in his own backyard. You know, an account of that is over in Colossians, the second chapter in the 15th verse. So I want to I look at that one. So this dominion, this uh, ability to reign in life, through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, has been restored through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now notice with me in Colossians, the second chapter and the 15th verse, and having spoiled principalities and powers. That's talking about devils, demons, and evil spirits. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. I like one translation says that he disarmed the principalities and powers which fought against him. Philip says he exposed them, shattered them, emptied them, and defeated them in his final glorious triumphant act. Isn't that good news? Rotterham's translation says he made, an, he made an, uh, of them an open example celebrating over them, a triumph over them. He put them to shame. He led them captive into the triumph of Jesus Christ. You know, in those days when a, when a king fought against another king, and when he defeated him in battle, it was said that the king, the defeated king, was spoiled. And so the victor would parade the captured king and the other important prisoners through the town as a trophy of triumph. You see, the victor would make a show of the enemy's defeat. And the Bible says that's what Jesus did to Satan. He spoiled him. He displayed this triumph over the enemy before three worlds, heaven, earth, and hell. I'm here to announce to you today that he is a defeated foe. He's been stripped. He's been disarmed. And Jesus, when he rose from the dead, took the keys of hell and death and says, I am he that was dead, but now I am alive forevermore. Oh, hallelujah. Still another translation says 
that he put to naught the principalities and powers, making a show of them openly, triumphing over them in the cross. Now, that word put to naught means to reduce to nothing. So Jesus literally reduced principalities and powers to nothing. He completely stripped them of their authority over you. And you know, sometimes we just need to remind that rat that he's a defeated foe. I mean, it's like the guy that went into this pet store and there was a lippy parrot lipping off to him. Matter of fact, he said to him, he said, hey, your wife is the ugliest, the dumbest woman I have ever seen. And so he was very taken back and he went and told the manager and the manager was very, very upset with the parrot. So he took the parrot in the back room, stripped a couple feathers off him, slapped him up a little bit and said, don't you ever say anything like that again. Well, the guy did his shopping and on the way out, the parrot said, hey, mister. He said, what do you want, parrot? He says, you know. (laughs) And that's the way you got to do the devil. Hey, you ugly thing, you know what Jesus did to you. You know that he stripped you. You know that he disarmed you. You may be talking bad. You may be walking around bad with your swag. But I want you to know, I've got a name that is above every name. I have been given dominion. I have been given authority. And I'm going to slap you down and put you back in your place. Amen. People talk about, well, the devil's been talking to me, been talking to me, talking to me. You need to talk back. Amen. Talk back. Talk God's word to him. Speak what God's word says about you. He tells him you're nothing. He tells you you're nothing. You tell him, hey, Mr. Devil, I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I'm created in the image and likeness of God. Glory to God. I am God's child and I'm his masterpiece. Amen. So let's take a look for a moment this morning at God's mightiest work. Turn me over to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians, the first chapter. Important message for the days that you and I live in. On the authority, the dominion that has been given to you as a child of God, as a born-again believer. Paul is praying for the church at Ephesus, and he's praying that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened or flooded with light, verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us when we believe. And this power that has been given to us is in direct proportion or the same working of his mighty power when he ra- which he worked in Christ when he did what? when he raised him from the dead. So we're not talking about little wimpy power. We're talking about resurrection power. And this resurrection power is available to all that will believe. Say it with me, I believe. believe. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality. Far above all power. Far above all might and dominion. And not only that, but far above every name that is named. Not only in this world, 
but in also the world which is to come. Every name is subject to the authority of the name of Jesus. Every name that you can think of, terrorism, cancer, is subject to the mighty name of Jesus. It is subject to this resurrection power that is at work in you and in me because we are believers. Now notice in verse 22. But not only that, he hath put all things, not some things, under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So we understand this, that Jesus is the head of the church. He is head over sickness. He is head over anything that is evil. And he did prove that while he was here on earth. But Jesus is the head over all things. Now notice this. For the benefit of the church. He is the head. We are the body. And when he says that he has placed all things under his feet, literally, when you tap into this by believing and receiving, all things have been placed under the body of Christ's feet. Now, you don't separate the head from the body. You don't separate the head, amen, from the feet, do you? What belongs to the head belongs to the feet. He that is joined unto Jesus Christ by being born again has become one spirit with him. So understand this. As he was raised from the dead, so he raised you from the dead. Now we're going to track this out just a little bit more. Say it with me. I'm a child of God. God. Now I want you to Go back to verse 18, and I want to notice one word in there of Ephesians 1. Verse 18 talks about this inheritance. That we may know what are the riches of this glory of the inheritance in the saints. So as a part of your inheritance, you have obtained authority. We have been given authority by the head of the church. Now, a lot of people don't know this. And the enemy would like to keep this truth and this revelation from coming into the hearts of men and women. Because he is a liar. And he is a thief. And as long as we just kind of bump along and go along in life and take what may come our way, que sera, sera, we will live a defeated life. But oh, if we will rise up, if we will rise up to the dominion and to the authority that Jesus Christ has wrought for us and given to us, our days of despair shall be over. Our days of looking over our shoulder shall be over with. Our days of anxiety and fear and condemnation shall be a thing of the past. Why? Because we've been given a name above every name. Amen? Amen. Oh, glory to God. Now look at Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. 
And of course, this is when Jesus was raised from the dead. And we notice in verse 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power. Everyone say, all power. All power is given unto me, both in heaven and in the earth. Somebody says, well, I, I know he has all power. But I want you to notice that he immediately transferred and delegated this power to the church. In verse 19, he says, Go ye therefore now, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Now, this word power there, literally in the Greek, is authority. The Greek word for power in Matthew 28 is exousia. And what it literally means is delicated influence, jurisdiction, authority, liberty, right, and strength. So this is what Jesus gave the church when he rose from the dead and delegated this jurisdiction, this delegated influence to you and to me. Now go back to Ephesians chapter 2, and let's keep tracking this out. Ephesians, the second chapter, and notice with me in verse 1, and in verse 5, and in verse 6. So Jesus was raised from the dead, right? And in verse 1 of Ephesians 2, it says, And you hath he quickened. And you has he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Now, in the mind of God, when Jesus was raised from the dead, you were raised from the dead. Now, notice with me in verse 5 and in verse 6. And I want you to read it with me as I take a pull of water. Ready? Read. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together. Whoo, glory to God. When Christ was raised, when you got born again, you were raised. Amen. This kind of revelation will literally revolutionize your life. You and I have been given joint seating with him in Christ Jesus. Oh, glory to God. And as a result, all things have been placed under your feet. Under your feet. That, my brothers and sisters, is a place of dominion, and that is a place of authority. Now look at Luke chapter 10. Notice with me in verse 19. Luke the 10th chapter and the 19th verse. Again, in this verse, there's two words for power. The first word power there is authority, which is exousia, which is delegated power, influence, jurisdiction, right, and strength. In verse 19 of Luke chapter 10, he said, Behold, I give unto you power or authority. To do what? To go play tiddlywinks? To watch TV for the rest of your life? Or to go chase Pokemon all around? 
I don't know what that's all about, but I know some people have gotten into some serious trouble with that. Now, thank God these two guys weren't killed, but they fell off a cliff in Southern California in search of Pokemon. Think about that. Wow. Talk about trivial pursuits. <laughs> no, we're not to be looking after Pokemon. We're to be looking for Jesus and following him. Amen. But now notice this. Let's just work with this for a moment. Behold, I give unto you. Not just Kenneth Hagin. Not just Billy Graham. Not just James Robinson. Amen. Not just Kenneth Copeland or Jerry Savelle or Jesse Duplantis or Keith Moore. Behold, I give unto you. He's given unto me. He's given unto you. He's given unto us power or authority. To do what? To tread. Remember, all things are under your... When you're treading, you're treading or you're walking on top of something. Amen. To tread or to walk on top of serpents and scorpions. Serpents and scorpions in the Bible are a type of devils, demons, and evil spirits. So through this authority of the believer, he's given us the dominion, instead of, to, instead of being dominated by these things, instead of being intimidated by these things that come against us, rather, we are to walk on top of them in a place of kingdom dominion and kingdom authority. Amen? So I give you the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. And not only that, over all the power of the enemy. Oh, but Pastor Mark, I don't know if I can believe that or not. Thank God you can believe it and you must believe it. It's a must for this day and this hour for us to believe and to receive that we have authority, that we have power, and that we can do the treading rather than being walked on. I've given you power, authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. And notice this, over all, above all, the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means, in any way, at any time, nothing shall ever hurt you. You need to remember that in your daily walk. You need to rise up in the morning and say, thank God I've been given authority. Thank God I'm a child of the King. And I make this declaration today that there is no evil that's going to befall me. Neither any plague is going to come nigh my dwelling. And no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. And nothing at any time, in any way, shall ever, ever hurt me. I don't care what people have to say about me. I'm living by what God said about me. I don't care what may come down the highway. Thank God my God is the biggest thing on the freeway. Amen. And I'm with God and He's with me. He's on my side. I'm on His side. He's for me. I'm for Him. Who can be against me? Oh, hallelujah. This is the attitude. Of those that believe and receive this great resurrection power that is so readily available to all of us. Amen. 
So the last thing you want to do is keep your mouth shut. You need to open up your mouth wide and declare what your king said about you. You're a child of the king. You're not meant to beg. You're not meant to to cower around in fear in life. No, you are meant to reign and rule in life as a king's kid. Amen? So, what am I saying to you today? I'm encouraging you as your pastor. In this day and this hour, there's a lot of crazy things going on out there. But don't you dare be afraid to get up in the morning and get on BART. Don't you dare be afraid to go down to Oakland International and board a jet. Don't you dare be afraid to live your life. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Don't you dare be afraid to go down to the Coliseum and cheer your Oakland A's, fan, A's on. Don't you dare be afraid to go down to Oco Coliseum and cheer your Golden State Warriors to an NBA championship just because of big crowds. Amen. God's on the inside of you. Say it with me. Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. So take your stand, take your place, heart of the bay, in the authority that Jesus Christ has given you. Now there will be some things that will try to ascend. There will be some things that will try to rise up from the enemy. But whatever is trying to rise up against you, you can just slap it down. Slap it down. And that's literally, literally what that means over in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. Look over there in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. Man, you listen so good we could preach until 5 o'clock, but we're not going to. You're quick, you're sharp, you're bright, you're good looking. Don't worry, I'm just kidding. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Our battle is not with flesh and blood. Verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but what are they? They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Something tries to rise up in your life, pull it down with the weapons of your warfare. Now notice verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the word of God or the will of God, And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That casting down imagination, didn't Brother Moore say, slap it down? Slap it down. Sickness and disease tries to ascend, just slap her down. Poverty and lack tries to ascend, just slap her down. Fear and torment tries to ascend into the city of your soul. Just slap it down. Cast it down. Take the name. Take the blood. Take the word. Pray in the Holy Ghost and put the devil on the run. Amen. Casting down and slapping down everything that would come against you. So authority over. And you fill in the blank. Whatever you've been challenged with. And as a pastor of this church, I know of the, some of the challenges that you face. I've been there with many of you in the midst of a big challenge. But oh, I'm so proud of the people of this church. 
that have taken the word and taken the name and have refused to bow and to bend to the attacks of the enemy. But rather you've risen up in the name of Jesus and you trust God and you know that God's putting you over. Amen. So authority over. Over what? You fill in the blank. What's the biggest test that you're facing right now? You have authority over it. It is under your feet. What is the biggest thing that the enemy is presenting to your life right now? Remember this, that you have authority over it. Now believe that. And start exercising that. You see, authority does not have to be felt to be demonstrated. Dominion that God has given us, we may not feel like it. But you know what? It has nothing to do with your feelings. Why is that? Because we've been instructed to walk by what? To walk by faith and not by sight. Maybe it's an area of sin that has been something that you've yielded to over and over again throughout the years. And you're so condemned and you're so feeling bad about it. You've got authority over sin. In Romans 6.14, it says this, that sin shall not have dominion over you. Now, why is that? Because we are not under the law, but we are under the grace of God. I'm telling you, you have victory over sin already. Stop rehearsing the past. Let the past go and realize it's a new day and the grace of God will see you through and will enable you to triumph over that area of sin that has come against you. You have dominion and authority over mental oppression. Mental oppression is a demonic thing. The torment that comes to people's souls and the things that the enemy tries to convince them of. You know, years ago, my spiritual father, Dad Hagen, said this. He says, you can't do anything about the birds that may fly over your head. He says, but you can sure do something about them making a nest in your head. Amen? Amen. And so the enemy comes with all sorts of lies. But you and I have victory over mental oppression. See, the scripture says that we have a sound mind, that we have the mind of Christ. And I know something about mental oppression. When I was on drugs, the enemy just tormented me for days and months. But oh, thank God, I got a hold of the word of God, of who I am and what I have in Christ Jesus. And when I found out what I was and what I am in Christ, I put the devil on the run with the word of God. And I stand before you almost 40 years clean and sober because of the word of the living God. To God be the glory. One of the greatest scriptures you'll ever run into in your life would be Romans 12. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the word of the living God. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Saturate yourself. Bombard your spirit and your soul with the word of God. Let God arise in your life and all of your enemies will scatter. Say with me, I've got the mind. I've got the mind of Christ. We have authority over any weapons that the enemy would try to form against us. Isaiah 54, 17 says this. Say it with me. No weapon that is formed against me shall ever prosper. Now that doesn't mean that there may not be some weapons of the enemy formed against you. But if you'll take your place of authority, we make this declaration that it shall not prosper. 
It'll not prosper. It shall not prosper. Hallelujah. It shall not prosper. Perhaps you just received a diagnosis of something going on in your body, but oh, the grace of God's put a stop on it. And you make this declaration, it shall not prosper. It shall not prosper. Oh, and as a nation, do we have authority or do we have authority? I said, do we have authority or do we have authority? I'm telling you, in this day and this hour, we're going to be on our post of prayer. And we're going to be praying God's will to be done in the United States of America as it is in heaven. We're going to believe and we're going to receive. We are going to have revival before the trumpet sounds. There is going to be an awakening in America before the trumpet sounds. Racism is going to be placed under our feet before the trumpet sounds. The goodness of God and the glory of God are going to be seen in this nation. Why is that? Because you and I have authority. And there is authority in prayer. Amen? Amen? Amen. Oh, bless the Lord. How many of you can bear with me just a few more moments? Dad Hagen said that God himself is the force and power behind your authority in Christ. The believer who is fully conscious of the divine power behind him and of his authority in Christ can face the enemy without fear. Not one single time in the New Testament is the church ever told to pray that God the Father or the Lord Jesus Christ would do anything against the devil. You and I have been authorized to put him on the run. And I'm going to close with two scriptures. First, turn with me to James chapter 4. And let's notice in verse 7. Are you getting anything today? I just stopped by to encourage you, to remind you that you have been authorized. You're an authorized dealer of faith and power. You've been given dominion. Amen? So let's not put up with the devil's shenanigans any longer. What do you say? James chapter 4, verse 7, great verse of scripture, says, Submit yourself therefore to God. So as we submit ourselves to God the devil will submit to us. If we will give him his rightful place, the Father and Jesus in our life, the devil will very easily be put in place. Submit yourself to God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Amen? Be a sold-out Christian. What do you say? Submit yourself to God, and then resist the devil, and the devil will flee from you. Amen. So if you yield to the enemy, you can't expect the enemy to yield to you. But oh, thank God the word flee there means he will run from you as in terror. Amen. We could call ourselves devil terrorists. And then lastly, go look at over Ephesians 4 verse 27. You resist the devil. You resist fear. You resist those lies. Now, to resist the lies, you've got to know what the truth is. Amen? And you've got to be ready to use the truth and be ready to use the word against those attacks when they come. Jesus used the written word against the devil, didn't he? He said, it is written, it is written, and it is also written. Amen? I wonder if it does us any good to know what's written. 
It'll even do us better to believe and speak what's written. Then lastly, look at Ephesians chapter 4 and in verse 27. Say it with me, authority over all. Over all the power of the enemy. Now notice this verse. It says, neither give place to what? The word place there is topos. We get our English word topographical from it. You've all heard of topographical maps, right? So what this is literally saying, don't give that rat one inch. Because as sure as you give an inch, he'll try to take the whole map of your life. So it declares here, don't give him any place. The mere fact that he says don't give him any place means that you have the authority and dominion to keep the door closed on him and not give him any place. Say this with me, I refuse to give the enemy any place in my life. Oh, thank God. No place with your affections. No place with your thoughts. Give him no place with your words. Give him no place with your actions. Amen. You know, it's important for us to set boundaries in our lives. I've worked with people for almost 40 years now. People with addictions and people that, you know, have literally ruined their life with all sorts of junk. And uh, they finally come to their senses, kind of like the prodigal son came to himself and returned to father's house. It's a good thing when people call on the name of the Lord. But one of the things I tell people in those specific areas of life, you need to set boundaries over your life and protect yourself from any place or any people or any things that will not contribute to you being completely free. Amen? Don't give the enemy in place, any place. If there's certain things that you've been reading that bring fear in your life, put that book away. Put that newspaper away. If the television is not ministering life to you, turn it off. How many of you know there's just a whole lot of talking heads out there? And I'll tell you one thing about the media, no one is ever right 100% of the time. It doesn't matter whether it's Fox, doesn't matter whether it's CNN or whatever, nobody's right all the time. But I do know who's right all the time, and it's our good, good Father. Amen? Amen. So we want to spend much more time in the Word than we do in the world. Amen? Amen? Amen. So don't give the enemy place, but rather function in the glorious grace that he's made available to you. And rise up and take your authority in the name of Jesus And put the devil on the run. Did you get anything today? Let's all stand up then. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you so much for your word this morning. We are encouraged through the word of God and by the spirit of God. Thank you, Lord, for moving so graciously in our midst. Thank you for the anointing upon praise and worship today. Thank you for the anointing upon the altar call. And the anointed word that went forward this morning. We are grateful and we are thankful. Everyone raise up your hands and say, thank you, Lord. I have authority in the name of Jesus. And all week long, I fully intend to take my place and to speak the word and to live the word. I shall resist the enemy.
And he shall flee from me. I'm walking on top. Living on top. I am the head. And I am not the tail. In Jesus name. Father, right now, I pray for this congregation as we go our way. I pray that you will strengthen them all week long with might by your spirit in the inner man. Lord, I pray that the eyes of all of our hearts would be flooded with light. Help us to walk in this inheritance. Help us to walk in the call of God. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Everyone said amen Amen. and amen. Well, you're dismissed. Go make it a great day.